You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Ben Frost, your host, joined uh, with Father Brandon Moravitz, co-hosting this morning. And we got a great first uh, segment talking with Mark Holcraft about his kind of his testimony, his experiences. He shared a lot about uh, his time with Net Ministries and how that ignited a fire in him to grow in evangelization. And uh, and Father, I was uh, I liked how he was sharing during that time with uh, Net Ministries. He talked a lot about fraternal growth and that his brothers that were on his team with him. Um, really helped him to become the man that he was meant to be. And it seems to me oftentimes we live in a culture where we hear a lot about, you know, we need a personal relationship with the Lord, and that is absolutely important. But sometimes we forget that we also need a fraternal relationship with one another, uh, a communal relationship that helps us to grow to become the the people who we're meant to be. And this morning, uh, we're joined by our next guest and a good friend of ours. His name is Paul Haverkamp. He's uh active member of our Knights of Columbus. He actually works for the Knights of Columbus. Uh, But we're not talking about the Knights of Columbus this morning, Paul. We're going to talk about fraternity and reflect on uh, an experience that we had with some brothers this past summer. Yeah, it's really good. And I think often we can hear the word fraternity and everybody has different reactions to that word. You know, some might like, what does that even mean? Or they think of like a fraternity at college, Yeah. you know, or um, so there are images that come in their mind or fraternity seems a little scary and a little like it sounds like you have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think fraternity, my friends, like just in my mind, it's just the reality of having fraternity from a Christian lens is having good relationships all right, with usually people of the same same gender, like the brotherhood, the sisterhood, and that you, you, you build each other up in the life of faith, okay, and that you are normal, it's natural, it's just relationships, and you spend time together, but it's intentional. It's not just sitting in the garage for no reason, all right? It's not just sitting at the deer camp for no reason, all right? It doesn't mean you're constantly praying. It doesn't mean that you're constantly talking about faith, but you're living in the context of relationship and that you know that those that are around you are on the same mission. And there's something very different about being with six men that you know are on a mission to try to be holy versus being with a group of guys that they're all over the map, all right? And it's kind of a band of brothers that's together. And as you said, uh, this summer, uh, we had an opportunity um, for... Uh, nine of us from our local area to go up into the Boundary Waters, and we spent a week up there. And it was getting up in the mornings, and, and you guys can talk about some of those beautiful mornings. I was too busy sleeping in my nice hammock <laughs> at that time. Um, but, but there's something beautiful about being together and that fraternal aspect of, of bringing things to life. Um, and so, Paul, I mean, I know you had talked about um, it was one of the first times you had such a large group and that we had mass together out there, and you were with these guys that were, were kind of committed to the life of faith. And could you maybe speak to, because I know, maybe first talk about a little bit about, like, how many times you've been in the Boundary Waters and what, how this trip was different than other trips you've been on. Well, uh, yeah, I've been to the Boundary Waters quite a bit, but this trip, and I guess I just echo what you just said, Father. I mean, it, there was that intentionality, uh, you know, the men that we went there, I mean, we didn't pray all day, every day or anything, but we knew we were all Catholic men. We all had that commonality, and it it was just, uh, I know what Ben says a lot, you know, at some of the Bible studies and stuff too. Iron sharpens iron, 
as so one man sharpens another. And I, that's what I really took away from that trip. Yeah, I was thinking about, um, you know, we, 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 we've got lots of laughter from it, you know, and I think Christian joy is really beautiful, you know, that you can just laugh at silly things and experiences. And I was thinking about us traveling in, we went up to this lake called Crooked Lake, and <laughs> it's a long, long ways and a lot of work. Lots of what portages. What was that? Was it 22, 23 miles in that first day? 19.1. Oh, 19.1. <laughs> I always counting. I always make it longer. <laughs> I so, that was 25 miles. But we 19 in. miles of paddling and carrying, you know, like very heavy packs um, is a lot of work. But, I mean, we joked about, like, we started, we had all this energy, and then you could see us getting a little more exhausted and getting a little more tired, and maybe you're getting a little frustrated, um, but yet you persevere. And there's something about that that's virtuous, that you learn together to experience the joys and the struggles of the journey, all right? And how that parallels our own lives, you know? Like, we're constantly portaging in life, and we got heavy packs sometimes, you know, and sometimes they're light, and sometimes we have to, we have to face wind, and we got to paddle through it, and, and life has got a lot of challenges and struggles, and I think there really is kind of a, a lot of parallels to a trip outdoors and our, our, the way our lives are. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, does I would, that make sense to you, Ben? You know, when I was reflecting actually this morning on this trip, Paul, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Mission. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the funny things that came up with this group of guys, good Catholic guys going to the Boundary Waters, is we had this one pack. We called it Old Blue. And we packed dry ice and food, and it was so heavy. I mean, I, you cannot imagine how heavy. We should, we should put a picture on Real Presence Radio's Facebook page because it was so intense. And you'd carry this pack on these portages. And I remember one time you grab this pack, you get to the end of the portage, and you finally you take this pack off. And I was reflecting on the movie The Mission because this guy is doing this penance, uh, and he's walking through with this, these huge packs, and then one of the, the native people comes up, and he cuts the pack off of him, and he breaks down mm. crying because he realizes all the sin and bondage that was in his life, mm. that it was symbolic of, of that pack coming off of him, that he was now free. And it, and it reminded me of, it was super hard, but there, we were journeying towards something, and that was like this life together, and how hard it was to bring Old Blue and all these other packs, but when we finally got to camp and relaxed and there was like we're here and now we kind of rejoice in this life of this week so that that was my experience father so i yeah i mean i guess i you know the thing about it doing that 19 miles all that portaging all that i don't know if i had i gone by myself i don't think i would have made it that far i mean that was the beauty of going with a group is because everybody's helping to build each other come on just a little further (laughs) you know and we you know, it, it really added to it, it strength in numbers, I guess, is the moral of the story. And, That's so good because I think lots of times in our spiritual lives, if we isolate and try to do it on our own, we can only go so far. Hmm. But when you have other people there to journey with you, like in fellowship in your Catholic Christian life, like you go deeper, you go further. I mean, I don't think any of the apostles, this is just pure speculation, but I don't know if they would have had the strength for martyrdom if they didn't know they had 11 other brothers that were getting martyred themselves. You know, there's something incredibly um, necessary in the Christian life that we have others around us that are calling us on to deeper living. 
And that is a great insight, Paul, that there, there's no way on God's green earth I would have went over the first portage by myself, you know? Yeah. But we went 11 or 19 miles, 11 portages or 10 portages, and all that paddling because we had brothers with us that were calling us on. And sometimes guys would be back at the other end of the lake because their arms were tired and they didn't want to go any further. And other guys were up ahead. But eventually we all got to the same destination. Yeah. And isn't that like our earthly pilgrimage? Yes. Like we all have a different pack we're carrying at times but our final destination is the kingdom of god and like we're all there to call each other on and i often ask people like like look at your life are you helping people get to heaven and then look at the people around you in your life are the people around you helping you get to heaven like that's a those are very real questions and kind of an examination of our own conscience like am i surrounding myself with people that are, that are calling me on to a life of holiness. Hmm. All right. That are, and not even just calling me on, inspiring me to a life of holiness. All right. They can challenge me, but I also, when I'm with them, I see the way they're living and they draw me deeper. Like, what kind of friendships do you have? Like, it's so critical. Young people need those kind of friendships. Older people need those. We all are in desperate need of friendships that call us on when we want to drop the heavy pack of life yeah. and say, I am done. And it's interesting too. So my perspective in this, um, you know, I had done a very short trip to the Boundary Waters long ago, actually with your brother, Father Ryan, and um, it had been many years, and I'm just kind of thinking of our trip in relation to, like, the call of discipleship. Like, so Father Brandon, you've been to the Boundary Waters many, many, many times. Paul, even more than, than Father Brandon. I'm the novice, and here we are paddling 19.1, is that what it was? 19.1 miles to Crooked Lake. And there's a sense in like, what are we doing? I mean, as someone who's never been up there in probably 25 years, I hadn't been there in 25 years, there's a lot of trust to say, I hope these guys know what they're doing and where they're navigating and where they're going. So I'm kind of the, the newbie, the novice, but there's these people that I'm relying on that say, follow me. We're going to a destination and you can trust me. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But you can trust that we're going to get there. And there were times, you know, especially my body had not been through it. I don't, I don't, not a big rower and and uh, pat paddler. So you can tell if, if I say I'm not a rower, you can see how many times I've been into the boundary waters. But uh, but for me, I had to put a lot of trust in my brothers because I had not been up there and I did not know what I was doing, and, and I had to really rely on on one another. So well, I think that's where the strength, even for someone, you know, I've been up there, not, but looking at you. Everybody's bringing their own perspectives, their own experiences, and that's how we grow. I mean, you were relying on some of the veterans. I look to you, and it's like, you know, remembering those experiences and and, and having that renewed, you know, like, yeah, I remember when it was new, and, you know, and and it's helping me help you, and you're actually helping me. Yeah. And and, and isn't this, again, another beautiful insight um, that... God creates us all very uniquely. Hmm. And the saints are all very unique. And yeah, one, some are more experienced in this and some are less experienced in this. Some are better in this, some are that, you know, but but we're all called to that holiness of life. Like there's people out there right now, they're facing battles that are to, to create suffering. And it could be um, as parents, it could be in, in, in marriages, it could be priests that are struggling. It could be single people that are struggling. We all have our different struggles and we need strength and courage. And we all have our own gifts and talents and joys. The key is that we meld all those things together to become the kingdom of God and to be the church. All right. And so Paul's got different gifts. He's chopping up wood every morning. We come back and he's got 
piles. He's got cords of wood all, you know, chopped up. And then another guy's cooking dinner, you know, and another guy's cleaning dishes and another guy's setting up camp. And then other guys are just the comedians, you know, or yeah, whatever. That, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> you do all the work. I'll, I'll pray for you. No. But everybody brings who they are and what they have to the table. And it does something beautiful. Hmm. And isn't that the church? Yeah. That friends, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what your talents, no matter what your weakness is, the Lord wants all of it because it, 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 it makes the church beautiful. It makes the Catholic life beautiful. All right? And so whatever you're facing, whatever you're experiencing in your joys or your, your, your struggles, bring that to the campfire. Yeah. <laughs> and, and from that place, God will use that. To, to strengthen your brothers and sisters in faith. Yeah. Paul, I wanted to ask you one more thing. I did read in one of your Boundary Water blogs uh, when you came back that you've obviously been into the Boundary Waters many, many times, but there was something uh, uniquely special on this time, and that was the ability to celebrate the Holy Mass while we were up there. Can you just uh, share a little bit about that experience? Well, I mean, I, kind of in a, a sense, you know, I've always said the Boundary Waters is like heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, having... The ability to celebrate the mass, that was the first time, and it, it, in a literal sense, it was heaven on earth. I mean, it, you know, I just, the beauty of that backdrop and the beauty of the mass together, I mean, it was just, it was such a profound experience for me. I, you know, I, it's hard to even put into words. I mean, just to be able to experience that, uh, that reality. And I, and I think too, like for me to, the beauty of having the Holy Mass out there, but here's this band of brothers, this this group of guys, and not only did, it, did the Holy Eucharist unite me to our Lord, but I just felt like it united us all together. Like, and that was the great thing I loved about our group is we all had like a, a unique mission together. We were Catholic men striving to to grow together and to have a week, uh, obviously, of fun, but growing closer to the Lord. And a lot of that happened with one another, and and uh, so I definitely felt uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, especially when we celebrated Mass, and I know it was powerful uh, for our priests too. And if you're just joining us, we're sitting down with Paul Haverkamp this morning, and uh, he is an avid Boundary Waters area uh, enthusiast. And uh, we're going to go to a quick break, but we come back, we're going to continue this conversation on the importance of community, the importance of fraternity, and then how we, as uh, all of our listening audience, can help grow in this, this area. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is I, I'm a scientist, so I, I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot because I might have some questions or I, I, there was a lot that I wasn't aware of, and it always seems like the 
callers' questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about. So I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and, and build. And now with kids, yeah, I really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little mm-hmm. discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yes. Um, I think for me, you know, the history has, has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and, and religious education, but you can always learn more and there's just, you know, there's only so much that you can learn. I mean, when you're just going once a week to religious education. So for me, it's just been really interesting to learn, you know, why do we do this or where did this come from or, you know, or to be able to answer questions when people have them. I think that's been the biggest help. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. It is 9.47 a.m., and we're sitting down with Paul Haverkamp and reflecting on a recent experience this last summer uh, going into the Boundary Waters Canoe area and and uh, with a, a group of brothers. And it was a very profound experience. We're going to continue this conversation, and uh, I'm going to hand it over to Father Brandon. You know, I was I was thinking this morning as I was prepping for this uh, uh, segment of Mother Teresa. I know she often talked about the power of silence. Hmm. And, you know, she one of her famous lines was, God is the friend of silence. Trees, flowers, grass grow in silence. See the stars, the moon, the sun how they move in silence and, and how silence opens the heart up to be able to see beauty. You know, and I think often we're so filled with noise, um, especially those of you out there that have families, you know, you're constantly, there's just noise. I mean, and that's the reality of our culture. All right. We've got kids you're taking care of. There's, you know, there's, there's TVs, there's radios, but even those of us that are, that live alone, like we can fill ourselves with noise, but by watching TV and listen to blogs and listen to like, but silence like allows us to just step away from that and see the beauty of what's around us. And I think noise distracts us. And, and I was thinking about how many childlike moments there were where we as grown men were like, whoa, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's the star coming up, you know, stars coming out, or whether it's the sun, whether it's cloud formations. I remember one time there was a gardener snake in the water and we're all running to it like 13-year-old kids like, look at that snake eating the fish, you know? And like you would never notice those things. Unless you, were, you put away all your distractions. And there's something about us that's meant to live in silence because we can see the, the incredible beauty of God around us. Mm. Um, and I know you guys had some of those experiences. Um, and maybe you want to speak to that, how, how interiorly something comes to life. And it's a simple beauty that, that, that happens when you put other things aside. And you just sit and you be still and you look at what's around you. Um, and, and maybe you can share some of those experiences as you were up in the Boundary Waters this summer. One, one of the miraculous things I would say is, so our group, very talkative people, like all of us just shooting the breeze and laughing the whole time. But one of the great memories I have is the stars in the Boundary Waters are so incredible. And here we are, a group of guys laughing all day long. And there were, I, just, I still remember this moment where we're all sitting there at one night and not a word could be spoken. Mm. And we're all just looking up at the stars. Mm. 
and in awe. And there, I, I just can't even explain it. I mean, there was something like God is present. It was quiet and we just couldn't find words for it. And, um, it really was miraculous that none of us could, could speak words just sitting there and, and admiring the stars and God's creation. So that, that was powerful to That's me. one of the, you know, really one of the things that really draws me up to the Boundary Waters and, and outdoors like that is because a lot of this stuff is right in front of you, but when you're up there, it's front and center. You notice, I mean, it's there are stars here in Virginia, there are trees, there's rocks, <laughs> you know, but when you get up there, it's it's a more intimate experience and you really uh, get to that sense of I know what Father Brandon talks about, that awe and wonder. I think our culture has kind of lost a sense of yes. that. And when you're up there, to a certain extent, I think we regain that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you say, looking at something like a star, you know, uh, just realizing God's great gifts to us, they're, they're right there for the taking. And, yeah. and, you know, it's just, that's, for me, the spiritual experience of going up, it's those types of things like Ben talked about. Like, yeah. You know. Another uh, memory I have, Paul, and I, I kind of laugh where, so one of the nights we're like getting ready for bed and I asked Paul because I forgot my rosary. And I said, you know, is it okay if I borrow your rosary in the morning? And uh, so we go to bed. And so my natural, and maybe it's, I've got six kids and they're usually up early, but usually when the light just starts to creep up, I, I just wake up. And that wasn't the rest of our camp, but that was just my experience. So the sun in August, I mean, it was what, at least probably 6 a.m. Maybe <laughs> it, it comes up pretty early. So I get up and I shake Paul. I'm like, Paul, can I use your rosary? And I, I just was so moved. He's Paul's like, no, I'm going to pray the rosary with you. And he gets up with me and we go out on this incredibly huge rock that we're basically on an island look, overlooking the Boundary Waters and these forests and um, and. Everything is just coming alive. The light's just coming up. And one of my brothers, Paul, gets out of bed, and we start praying the rosary together. And, Paul, that was just really powerful for me as we're sitting, you know, praying uh, the decades of the rosary. And I I don't recall what we had prayed for. But I just remember thinking, like, this is one of my brothers. And, you know, we've been through Bible studies together, and it's like, it just felt like, here's a man whose God's put in my life who has my back, and I have his back. And praying together like that morning was just very powerful to me. I don't know if that was your experience. Abs- it was for me. But. Absolutely. I, and I I don't remember if it was the same day or not, but I know you and I went out to see there was a waterfall across the way several miles. And one of the things in that journey, I don't remember if it was on the way there or on the way back, but we had just stopped and it was a sandy beach, just beautiful spot. There were animal tracks and, you know, some different – but. I remember you saying, you know, we just need to pray. I mean, and, and thank God that we're here able to witness these things. And, and we prayed for a safe journey back out. And Yeah. You know, so Well, that was powerful, too. Yeah. It's just the sense of, like, having, the, having a guy where it's like, you know what? Let's just stop everything and pray right now. In our culture today, we don't always have that. But I felt like because of that brotherhood and that journey, and, like, some of these guys I just only met, but there was a sense of, like, I can be vulnerable. I can say, like, hey, let's pray for these things. And, and Father, I want to turn to you because it's interesting. You know, we're in a time right now where we've got a lot of deer camps. Or there is a lot of, like, brotherhood and people that are coming together. Um, 
But yet maybe we miss some of these opportunities to even take those those gatherings and just go a little bit deeper, even simple ways of saying, let's bring God into these experiences. What, what are your thoughts? Let's say, you know, I'm a man and I'm going to a deer camp. I've got some family members. We're Catholic. Like, what can we do to maybe take that fellowship and brotherhood and go a little bit deeper? Yeah, and, it, you know, I, I think for many it might feel like a risk because you kind of got your routine at camp. You know, you go, you have meals, you have a beer, you, you know, like, and you, you kind of just live the life. But, I, and it doesn't have to be over the top, you know. I mean, making sure you're praying before meals. Maybe in the morning before you head out to camp, you just pause for a moment. And maybe you have a silence. Maybe people are totally uncomfortable praying. You say, let's just take a moment of silence and let everybody pray individually. Maybe you pray a decade of the rosary. Maybe in the evenings when you come back. Maybe... I don't know, maybe you, you read the scriptures for the day. Um, I, there's a lot of different things I think you could do. Um, and then when you're out, at, out, out in, the, in the deer stand, maybe you bring a good like, book on the saints or something like that. And maybe you read something and, and, and something hits your heart and you come back and you share that over dinner. You know, like I read this or I was thinking about this. You know, sometimes I think, especially we as men, we're afraid to share how God's working in our life because it's a, it's a vulnerable thing to do. And I think for some at first, that's really hard. But I think all of us have a, a spirit within us that's attentive to how God's working. And if you sit in a stand for five hours of silence, there are going to be plenty of thoughts that come into your head and your heart that probably leads you to the divine God, you yeah. know, and, and, and share those things with one another. And if you just share one thing, it's amazing. Other guys might jump in and start sharing what's mm-hmm. going on in their life too. It's just trying to get over just superficial talk. You know, it's great to talk about the Vikings. It's great to talk about the weather or whatever, but go a little bit deeper. You know, maybe don't get consumed and just puking out politics talk all night long. Maybe you can talk about the faith a little bit. Maybe you can share what you need prayer for. Maybe you can share what you're thankful for. You know, there's so many different ways that you can incorporate a little bit of prayer. And then also the way you speak um, can be really edifying to one another. And it might seem like a risk, but it's really not that big of a risk. Yeah. And I do think those, in most people's experiences, whether it's deer camp or maybe there's, you know, you have a, a group of women that go out for an annual retreat or different things, even if... Faith might not be on your radar. I sense sometimes that in the, in the in that context, people are real with each other. Sometimes they talk about like, "Here's my disappointments in life. Here's my struggles in life," and maybe just an invitation to all our listeners because we we all have these kinds of of gatherings and fellowships and community. Like, how are we attentive to that? And even just finding ways, like you know, I I was out deer hunting this last weekend, and in our deer camp, people shared things with me where it's like, mm-hmm. I have frustrations or I'm struggling with this even to go to the the point of saying am I intentional about praying for them and I'm in my deer stand for seven straight hours or I might as well maybe take a little bit of time to be like hey my friend opened up to me yesterday but he's really struggling with this as I'm sitting in my stand just like Paul and I were sitting that morning praying on a rock like prayer changes things and we naturally have these communities of people that we're close to. And that's how we just take little simple steps forward in faith to say, you know what? I love these people. They might not be perfect, but I love them. And we're going to journey together and invest deeply in, in one another. So I do think there's great opportunities uh, right now in front of us uh, to grow in that fraternal relationship and, and to, to love one another. Um, Paul, just back to you. Like, what would you say, like... Well, I think the fraternity and community, like what has, what has that done for you? I mean, I look at like our canoe trip or Exodus night, a lot of these things where those are experiences in my life that help build my faith. But 
you know, step back and think, what do any of us really talk about? Our experiences. Mm-hmm. So the more we experience those sort of things, the easier I've found it to be when I am with people that maybe are not Catholic or that that kind of translates over into more of my conversation. And, you know, I, and I, I'm just more well-versed in being able to discuss that because I, I have taken the time to get together with good Catholic men and, and have those kind of conversations. Yeah. And, it you know, it, it just, it's a small step, but each time it's, I take another step and get a little closer and, and better and more well-versed in, in being able to do that. Well, Paul, it was it was an incredible trip, an amazing experience, and we, we thank you for being with us this morning and sharing that with our listening audience. So so thanks for being on with us well, this morning. Well, thanks for having me. Well, uh, up next, we have so many amazing priests, and we'll be honoring one of them with a dozen donuts. So stay tuned to Real Presence Live. We will be right back. Mm-hmm. 